From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Hey, JR. Governor Walker had a big day last Thursday when he celebrated the Foxconn groundbreaking with the help of President Trump. The company says it will create 3,000 to 13,000 jobs at the LCD Screen Factory in Racine County. Then the next day, Foxconn announced it will open an office in Green Bay, where it will create at least 200 jobs. The workers will develop applications for the company's display screens. As Walker runs for re-election this fall, how much mileage will he get from the Foxconn progress, and how much ammunition will it give the Democrats who want to run against him on the subject? Well, that depends on several things, including how well Governor Walker can persuade voters out state away from the project that this will benefit them. That's why the Green Bay announcement was something that he really trumpeted because he's trying very hard to send a message that this is not just about Racine County, that there will be a benefit across the state because everybody's going to end up uh, paying for a piece of it because of the tax incentives and things like that. So for Walker, it's very much part of the PR campaign to say something's happening, it's going to be good for the state and not just for Racine County. When President Trump was in town for the Foxconn groundbreaking, he continued to apply pressure on Harley-Davidson not to move jobs overseas to avoid tariffs. Governor Walker and Republican legislative leaders kept mum on Trump's uh, criticism of Harley, while Assembly Speaker Robin Voss said he might be open to tax breaks to keep those jobs in Wisconsin. Do you think that idea would go anywhere in the legislature? On the one hand, they want Harley to stay, but on the other... They don't want to open up the door to every company that's leaving to expect tax incentives. No, and I don't know if they're actually moving any jobs out of the Milwaukee plant. Um, They did announce that they were closing a plant in Kansas City some time ago. The company has said that's not related to the work being pushed overseas. But what's interesting about this is that, you know, Donald Trump spent the three days ahead of his visit to Wisconsin on Foxconn to kind of keep berating Harley-Davidson about this. But what's fascinating is the stories that came up about workers on the assembly floor, you know, at Harley, who were who see President Trump as standing up for them, standing up for America, and these this this talk, even though it could put their jobs on the line, it's really fascinating to see. In talking to people last week, one operative made the point to me that you know President Trump makes the people in corporate America nervous, but the people on the assembly line they see it as him defending them, and they seem to be kind of okay with some of the stuff. Another big development from last week, U.S. Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy announced he's retiring. Almost immediately, a new ad asks Democratic U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin to say no to partisanship and support whoever President Trump nominates to replace Kennedy. Is this a new trend, and do you think we're going to see special interest groups pouring millions into persuading U.S. senators to vote one way or another on the president's nominee? No, it's not new. We saw it with Gorsuch um, before. What's interesting is this kind of political calculation going on about when the vote will be and how it may impact races for control of the U.S. Senate. I'm not catching from people yet the idea that Baldwin may feel similar pressure uh, over the Trump vote. Now, what could happen, and we have to wait to see, is how does this play out politically where does the vote happen in August or in September or October? Why is it happening then? Do they use it as a chance of a pressure on people like 
Claire McCaskill in Missouri? Um, do ads pop up afterward? There are all kinds of like what ifs right now, but it seems to be clear that the USN is going to try to move quickly on a Trump nomination, and it may play a role in some states in those re-election bids. Moving on to some other election-related topics, House Speaker Paul Ryan has been endorsing Republican candidates in an effort to maintain control of the House in November. As expected, Ryan endorsed Brian Stile of Janesville, who is uh, running for Ryan's seat this fall. But now that Ryan is retiring, how much political capital does he still have in making these endorsements? Well, I learned a long time ago with endorsements that they only really matter if they come with money or and or organization. With Ryan, what's going to happen is he's doing fundraisers for Style. We'll see that. Um, I'm sure he'll make a transfer from his leadership pack to Style's campaign to help financially. We'll see what other help he may afford him, but that's the key for Style is that, you know, Ryan helps him raise money. You know, I don't know that Paul Ryan has a personal turnout operation in Wisconsin. Now, that's more something the party does than individual candidates. But for him, it's all about helping him raise money, putting him in position to help financially for what could be a interesting race, but it helps make Style the clear favorite in that Republican primary. Meanwhile, the two Democrats vying to take on the Republican for Paul Ryan's seat in November, Randy Bryce and Kathy Myers, are holding a debate this coming weekend. With Ryan out of the picture, this race seems to be generating a lot less state and national media attention. Do you get that feeling, too, and what might be the consequences? Well, here in Wisconsin, we just had so many other things going on. It's hard to focus on anything too long. You know, we've had special elections, Supreme Court races, the president visiting. I mean, it's been like one thing after another. Now we're gearing up for the fall already. Um, but the concern had been among Democrats I talked to was, or the question was whether Randy Bryce could keep up his fundraising pace after Ryan announced he was gonna, not going to seek re-election because Bryce became a vehicle for a lot of donors nationally to register their opposition to, to Ryan by donating to Bryce. Um, now, Kathy Myers can also claim some of that money, too, but it was clear that Bryce is more the benefactor of that. I just, you know, after Ryan dropped out, the Bryce campaign was touting how much money it was still raising, but the pace had slowed. We will see in July the latest round of funding reports and see how he's been doing compared to past periods. Same with Kathy. Um, but, yeah, I think some of the attention has died out because you're not only talking about a challenge to sitting Speaker of the House. It's now an open seat and one of many open seats, and it's also a Republican-leaning open seat. So it's not a top-tier race right now because of those dynamics. And finally, Wisconsin Attorney General Brad Schimmel has been making headlines. He says he will not join a multi-state lawsuit that challenges President Trump's immigration policy. He says immigration is a federal issue and the impact on Wisconsin is minimal. Schimmel also signaled he won't sign on to a lawsuit against opioid manufacturers. Why did he take these positions, and do you think there will be backlash? Schimmel told us at a luncheon we hosted last week that he had it wasn't asked to join the lawsuit over Trump's immigration policy. That's part of the reason why he wasn't going to get involved, but also that he thought that the impact was minimal. Uh, when it comes to the opioids lawsuit, he said that the reason that he's not part of it is because there's a multi-state investigation going on. He thinks that will be... Uh, better avenue to try and uh, get at some issues with opioid manufacturers. So is there a fallout? We'll see. Um, it depends how Democrats are going to try to use these issues. We've already seen some signs that his opponent, Josh Call, is going to hit him a bit on the opioid issue in Wisconsin and raise questions about that. 
critics have already you know pointed out that Brad Schimmel received money from a pack that that is associated with a opioid manufacturer that he told us at luncheon that he the way he found out about that donation was from uh, the newspaper articles pointing it out so we'll see but I'm sure that issue of opioids for sure will pump up in the, in the uh, AG race this fall just a matter of kind of how is it used and is it an effective one for Democrats thanks for joining us JR anytime that's wispolitics.com editor JR Ross you can join us each week for our conversations and if you haven't done so already subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes NPR One or wherever you get your podcasts